Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Falcon is at a stage with talking uh, mm. where when they say the words book and fox and sock uh, and like a couple other in that range, mm. it all sounds like fuck. Yes. It all sounds <laughs> like fuck. Yes. And it's one of those things where Delightful. they'll just run around the house shouting, fuck, fuck. And I have to go, yes. hey, what are what are we saying? What are we saying? Can you point to what you're saying right now? Fuck. And then we have to like slowly like, oh, book. Yeah, that's a cool book. No, it's a fuck. Mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. that's a fuck. That's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's start making some big time plays for some big time players. Actually, can we group workshop this? Because I think that'll yeah, probably be better I think and that's, give us stronger. Absolutely. So you mm. have this goal. You your ultimate goal. You want to infiltrate this important power brokering meeting where mm-hmm. essentially the syndicate shuffles around figures who are on the board and create big plans like the next like five-year plan or whatever for the Red Feather Syndicate, Mm -hmm. you want to stir that pot a little bit. Yes. I would love it if we could come up with a person who would be in the space of being a a regular in terms of these big-time plays. They're not necessarily super strong, but they're always there. Um, And, you know, who's hungry for it? Uh, and maybe suggest that this is um, they're going to be giving up the game that they they've realized that they've lost the edge and they're going to start bowing out. This might be their last year of making big moves. But who is that? Who who is going to uh, let's make up a guy? I, I think <laughs> I I might have an answer here, and mm-hmm. I am just looking for. I'm I'm trying to remember the name of the head of acquisition like this is mm. okay oh wait here here we go argus westfield argus westfield um was somebody that you met with uh in bougenith he was the red feather operative who was negotiating for the return of the feather weave mm. um mm. i think not getting that weave back and the uhuru getting away at that port is seen as a huge loss for the syndicate mm. because it's not even just that. Like he it, led this contingent of people uh, who the whole thing was, hey, the civility got hit, which is bad news, and they stole feather weave, which is worse news. They're trying to sell it. We need somebody to flex the muscles of the syndicate and show that we are not to be messed with. And under him, mm. you you had a Tiberius Youngblood come in and make a play to have the Red Feathers take over Bujanith, and mm. instead, ten percent of the soldiers that were dispatched there lost their lives um, due to the broker's agents and the feather we've got away. I think Argus Westfield used to be like. He was in the position of essentially the top pirate hunter within the Red Feather Syndicate. And Mm. over the course of that year, 
had this major blunder and a lot of political allies have distanced themselves from him. But I think he currently sits on the board. So he has to be there no matter what. But he's expected to take big, big losses. Yeah. Okay. So, well, not to go and dredge up some old news, but it did leave a bit of an impression on me. Do you remember that uh, tragic to-do in Bougenith, uh the loss of that large amount of feather weave? I think there was one Argus Westfield who was uh, responsible for that little failure of Adelian's. I think at this, Edith raises an eyebrow. Uh, you you can tell that there is a bit of a misstep that you made there, but uh, I, I like the way in which you made it. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Westfield has had a terrible time as of late. You know, I think it is so difficult for some people to realize when they have outlived their usefulness. It is, there is no shame in retiring. And Westfield is one of those old sorts who in the Admiral game for so long, it's just time to step down. Indeed, you might be ahead of me at the gossip that I was going to be talking about. I hear that um, he's giving up the uh, big life. You know, maybe thinking of a protege to pass on his... uh, burdens onto you. Now that is news, though I can't imagine who it would be, or even that a vote of confidence from Westfield would be weight in anyone's corner. He was very attached to that uh, young blood child who was training under him, who he unfortunately led to a grisly end in Bougenie. Mm. Not that the Red Feathers should be superstitious about anything. It has meant that that territory was a little dangerous for any uh, new upstarts within the company to try and uh, fill in that spot. But it seems like he might have actually found somebody who's willing to step up to the plate. Intriguing, isn't it? Could I, Mr. Labelest, trouble you for a name? I am indeed very curious. Oh my, mistress. That sounds like that would be gossip leaving the table, wouldn't it? Lean back in the chair, the biggest smile. (laughs) Well, I can assure you that I would not do anything to damage your reputation, but perhaps private conversations are... Uh, better for that sort of news. Hmm. Westfield should Quite. have stepped down the moment all those troops were murdered. Should have taken over Bougenith from that nasty broker. It's just, it's, it's a shame. It's awful. He should have hung his tail and walked right into the sunset. Oh, yes, that half-plucked little skeleton they have running their city. You know, he's not even an elected official. He has no civic power within that city, but they walk around like they own the place. They they dictate all of who should park where. Absolutely terrible. My unregistered manipulation of the community, unheard of and civilized. Well, that's what you get when you don't port yourself within a red feather city. I say these independent cities, they think so highly of themselves, but there's no organization, no separation of the classes. Absolutely dreadful. I Anarchy. wouldn't vacation in Bougenith if you if you offered me uh, a fully paid holiday. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, indeed. No, indeed. And so close to the ocean. Oh, just disgusting. That's what the sort of environment is so dangerous. Not that you're in need of a fully paid holiday anytime soon, eh, Stone? Well, uh, we are past the busy season. Uh, there are things to see at the port. We are hoping to ship out a a, a great deal more. Miss Truss has done wonderful work increasing production, you know. So uh, there are arrangements that need to be made, but uh, I do have hopes for a holiday uh, in the near future. 
Homebuy. Won't well, be in that traveling anywhere anytime soon. My, uh, do you do you intend to put down roots here? B. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, so this is addressing a yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't stone like stuck there? Stone works a very important. Stone is the portmaster here. Okay, then um, never mind. I thought I, I was don't. Talking I don't to think he's necessarily a debtor. No. Tyler's character. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never mind. Uh, Megan <laughs> out. Well, if you are looking for for a bit of the globe trotting, Mister Stone, maybe I can show you some of the charts that we were that we purchased. Uh, for our jaunt, although I suppose after a certain point they are clearly um, a little misleading. But what a fortuitous result of us getting a little lost. Cheers. That is awfully generous of you, Mr. Labelest. I don't know many sailing men who would share their maps. <laughs> oh my you you miss you miss uh you misconstrue my enjoyment of the winds for an enjoyment of piracy do i look like somebody who would be stooping to that kind of behavior for my daily activities i would never dream of disparaging your reputation in such a way i forgive me i am not used to mixing with the sailing classes uh i was not aware that uh, customs differed. Most sailing folk that I've spoken to clutched their maps as tightly as another might clutch his purse. And they do indeed. But I find that um, as somebody who is, uh, I suppose, relatively new to the space within the air, that is so full of gatekeeping. People want to keep all kinds of secrets, and they're not even interesting and juicy ones. Now that is an interesting statement, Mr. Labelest. Am I to understand that your your ship is a recent acquisition? Even though it uh, shows a little bit of wear and tear, we did uh, do our best to uh, get it in the air so we could do a jaunt. As I say, I'm very used to yachting, and the process of going for a larger uh, vessel is something that was a bit of a, a project I am getting on in years, and I find that when you uh, get to be my age... Uh, you start to um, think about the future and what kind of things you have and haven't done with your lives. You know what I mean? Well, allow me to offer my deepest and most sincere congratulations to obtain a bill of sale for weave. That must have taken some diligence, uh, several lifetimes of diligence by most accounts. Some diligence and a lot of happy customers, and a handful of unhappy people, but they were not employing me. Smile. Do you know, when I was in the city months ago, there were people uh, who were claiming that they've seen more ships floating about without red feather insignia. It was impossible. Ab- absolutely ridiculous. I've I've never heard of uh, any sort of privateer activity in this region when it is not pigment season. Uh, but nonetheless, there were many folk about saying that they've seen all manner of strange ships zipping about the skies. My. Dangerous times indeed. I suppose my jaunt for a holiday has been ill-timed. But as I say, I don't necessarily want to be in the uh, the neck of the woods when people are starting to get a little bit hungry. I figured uh, taking a bit of a, a step away for a new perspective was a good time. Well, as I said, if you were a safety-conscious individual, you couldn't have picked a better time. There has been a record low in piratical events. That is in part due to the fact that I assume of Westfield stepping down and relieving himself of some of his responsibilities as keener and meaner minds have taken over. Hmm. Quite so, quite so. Now, thinking about it, I would like 
to use one of my abilities that we've not used on the show yet. Mm-hmm. I have an intellect ability called Surveying Tactics. Uh, point spend. Uh, describe one new object in this scene that Oromar has noticed uh, using it in a roll, upgrade one die. I want to introduce to the scene... So this... The 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 place that we're having our dinner in is Mr. Stones, right? Uh, it, it is. Um, if it if it's anyone, it's Mistrusses. Mr. Stone mm. does reside here. This is a Red Feather owned and operated facility, and the highest ranking Red Feathers uh, reside here while they are working in Sorrow's End. I want there to be like a a, a plaque, an award, a trophy of some kind on a man, on a mantelpiece. That was awarded to 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 mistrust. Uh, Absolutely, or- absolutely. Mm. This is full on like corporate achievement bullshit. Uh, what like we got? What are internal awards for the red feathers? This is like for. <laughs> Like economic achievements, she she is like consistently beating her like quarterly projections, and it's like mm-hmm. some glass little thing that they send out. What 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 could that be? What is it called? Mm. This is uh, the the soaring robin award for uh, soaring uh, cardinal. They're, the soaring card, of a course, bird. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the the soaring cardinal award for in, for ever increasing prosperity, hmm. um, and it, you know when you when you when you uh, when line goes up enough where people are giving you an award for it, there's clearly something desperate there for you to want to keep maintaining that. Yeah, I think this is like this is the Michelin star equivalent for like a corporate office. This place has a rating of a single cardinal for a place this remote to earn a cardinal. Like that is on the books, at least from what you know, a big deal, whether it is sheerly through what they have accomplished in terms of financials or even the political game that Truss is playing. Mm-hmm. Julian Lobelest uh, nudges uh, Tom in the ribs. Oh, my. Over there, an award. Oh, it's a cardinal award, even. Goodness, we are among people who are far more prosperous than my dalliances. I may have done my bit, but we are definitely in the home of somebody who has reached prosperity I couldn't even dream to reach. Indeed, as an outside observer, I have to say, mistrust has transformed this region and the lives of many of the people who have passed through here. An exemplary Redfeather executive, if even if I say so myself. Truss nods, acknowledging the compliment. I do work quite hard here, and there is still more work to be done, of course, but I have great designs for this region. My, my, of course you do. After all, I did notice the baths that were part of Sorrow's End. It's so um, rare for this kind of uh, particular piece of public work. It must have been uh, a part of genius on your behalf, uh, looking at Ms. Truss, uh, Ah. for you to install such a thing here. Yes, well, I'm afraid I cannot take credit for that. That is where I must turn my compliments towards Mr. Arivetti. Uh... Mr. Aravetti came here shortly after we arrived, said he had been called to the Sovereign's path, and has built up quite an institution, and to many around here has offered comfort and solace, and those public baths, well, those baths are most certainly a part of comfort and solace within Sorrow's End. Hmm. And... Considering the prices that I saw to use those baths must be making you a pretty bit or two. Uh, and I As... don't know what point I should be rolling for this, but mm-hmm. I would what... love to, uh, you know, all of this to kind of get the subtext of like, hey, trust, um, this person's earning money that you probably should be getting. Um, oh, okay, okay. Um, 
getting some some discord in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for a role like that, I, I think that is a lot of discord that you're trying to solve. This is going to be bedeviling mm-hmm. uh, with, with one upgraded dice. So you're against three dice. You mm-hmm. do have your free upgrade of the award, kind of invoking Tress's own ego here. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out that my preparation for this session, there is all kinds of information that these people have that you can get from them. Uh, mm. So, like, don't be afraid to pull on threads or make rolls to try and get information because it's mm. there and there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that uh, goes for you as well, Liz. Thomas so... is fundamentally incurious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's probably angles on on the finer deta- detailings of how the church are operating here that uh, Oromar wouldn't know what to ask. Um, but uh, okay, so I would go. I feel like the presence for that, uh, which is two d eight. I have a free upgrade, so that's one d twelve and one d eight. And I'm going to spend my three fate that I gained earlier. Ooh, yeah. Uh, to gain a d six and then upgrade that to do a d eight. So it's just two d eights and a d twelve. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Even odds. Hmm. Uh, so on the D8s, it is a four and a three. Okay. And on the D12, it's an eight. An eight. That is going to be, uh, you, you do get a fate and an opportunity, mm-hmm. but the roll itself is a wash. So we turn ourselves <laughs> to the luminaries. Okay. Mm. Trying to make these big plays here. Is it even paying off for me? I have no idea. I mean, there's there's a lot that you can do here. Again, this is the first like contact Oromar is having mm-hmm. with somebody who has a real grip on the outside world. Even if they mm-hmm. are in kind of a remote location, you know, the people down in Haven had no idea what was going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, playing a reserve game is is just fine. And we have the newborn. Let's see here. Those themes are beginnings, responsibility, and potential. I am going to say I don't think this luminary plays in your favor right here. Mm -hmm. Um, Truss goes, the church's operations are within the purview of the church, and the benefit to our community is incalculable. I believe that mm, Occhio Arifetti would be able to speak to this far better than I. Mistrust, as always. I am so flattered by you honoring me with such compliments. I was called here because the sovereign, even in death, can sense the suffering that is bestowed upon children scattered across fear. And I sensed that suffering here and a way for the path of sovereignty to ease that suffering. There is a treatment I perform alongside my own officials that allows the water here to soothe those who are beset by scarlet which has allowed Miss Truss's work to continue to flourish and helped the Red Feathers develop their region greatly. I only ask for more because our capacities are lower, and unless we are able to greatly expand the operation of our facility, we simply will not be able to meet the demand of everyone who is seeking treatment for their conditions especially as the feathers swell their ranks in order to see Mistruss's beautiful vision come to life. Ah, a symbiotic relationship you two have established. Well, you both are so, so prosperous. Marvelous. Well, I do hope that you'd get to expand and help more of Sorrow's End. You wouldn't want them to be suffering, of course. Is that the only treatment? It is the safest treatment. There are folk cures that have been bandied about. They they ask for great sacrifices to forces that are less pure and less trustworthy than the sovereign. 
and his path, of course. And although we do charge, there is a way for people to access this treatment free of charge. There is a sacrifice and commitment they must make to the church, of course, but that is only to be expected. And I must say that I have been deeply impressed by the people of this region. Again, I mentioned the sovereign and his affection for the exceptional. I believe the commitment that people have here to to their own paths, to their own walks, is exceptional. It is easy to be exceptional when one is desperate. Perhaps extreme conditions allow us to place ourselves on a step higher than those around us. I cannot imagine a man who has lived his life in comforts and luxuries would be called to exceptions easily. It is far easier for someone to rest upon power and sink into it than for one to go out, explore, and achieve. Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and I've got some exciting announcements! First up, next week on Monday, we are dropping a new episode of Sky Joust, and this will be the first unaired audio in a long time! If you listened to Sky Joust when it first aired on the Skyjacks feed, you know we aired the audio from the full quarterfinal match of The Burning Tales and the first episode of each other team. Well, we finally passed The Burning Tales, and this week we aired the first episode of The Frog Princes. But next week is going to be episode two of The Frog Princes, which means it's all new stuff. The Frog Princes, of course, feature our very own Nathan Blades alongside Rashawn Scott and James Mendez-Hodes. Now is a perfect time to jump back into Sky Joust. But I've got news that's even better than that. To make Sky Joust, we collaborated with the folks over at Story Brewers Games. They designed The Good Society and Fight with Spirit, the sports drama RPG that we used for Sky Joust. And they made a lot of custom material for it. And for the last few months, we've been turning that material into an official expansion for Fight with Spirit. On February 20th, that expansion is going to be available for purchase. That'll include all of the mechanics that we developed for Sky Joust, like new traits and match games, along with PvP rules for Fight with Spirit. But it also comes with a 38-page PDF that includes lore from the world of Skyjacks about jousting. So, if you want to play a cool sports drama RPG set in the world of Sphere, this is a great thing for you to pick up. And if you can't get enough Skyjacks lore, this is also going to be a great thing for you to pick up. Best of all, it's fully illustrated, including work from Aaron Azar and Justin Langill. Once again, the Skyjoust expansion for Fight with Spirit is going to be available on February 20th. And we've got a brand new episode of Skyjoust coming out next week over on the Skyjoust feed. So get ready because the show is really taking off. As always, a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't have been able to do any of that exciting stuff without support from our listeners. They take care of all of our regular expenses and allow us to try making new things. And I couldn't be more grateful for it. If you like what you hear, please head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to support us. In return, you get access to lots of cool rewards. And now a quick word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky! Uh, Gable just sits back, like, oh, this is church bullshit. I don't want it. I'm not going to engage with this anymore. Uh, well, 
I, I think uh, Oromar uh, uh, catches your eye, having realized that you've, you know, uh, put put the the good man on the back foot slightly, or made him more defensive about the matter of it, and looks at you. And uh, I don't know if there's a way that we would how we kind of communicate with each other in a way that's more subtle. Just a, uh, you um, might you probably have hand sign that you can mm. like do. I, yeah, I can in, do a in, quick in, sign in, like in, sorry. No, no. In 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 a subtle hand sign, uh, Oromar says to you, like, push it. Oh, okay. Hmm. You Ugh. seem to have put in a wedge there. <laughs> well, because like trying to get I, I was on the point of like, does the church do the same procedure that I saw? And I'm pretty sure no, because I think that's what he was referencing. It's like, oh, these are the old cures that were violent and such. But uh, like I, now I'm just curious, like, oh, what does he know? But I, I don't know exactly how to ask mm-hmm. that, I guess. I mean, oh, sure. you can do it however you you can even bluntly go, how does it work? You are in the position right now of everybody believing you are normally a servant to a privateer captain. Uh, if you want to be uncouth, people kind of expect you to be a little uncouth. So there's no danger here. You know, the worst case scenario is that you offend someone to the point that you're dismissed from the dinner. That's mm-hmm. not a huge tragedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm going to tell it like a like a sailor's tale. Mm-hmm. When I heard of Sorrow's End, when I was a child, there was a old wives' tale, I suppose, of a treatment for the scarlet. <laughs> Cannot possibly be true, but quite violent, and was, I suppose, intended to scare children from wanting to visit or perhaps even engage with certain plants, flora or fauna. Uh, Gable, like, grabs the captain's wine in sort of... <laughs> no, uh, not the captain's, grabs, like, Megan's wine and in sort of a letting loose kind of way, I heard that Sorrow's End used to be the domain of the butcher. Isn't that interesting? How very uh, heretic, if that is to be believed. Uh, and the treatment they butcher as simple things, but peeling the skin away from the bones so as to fully remove the very painful nerve endings and then place upon it a sackcloth skin that would move and protect as if it were skin but you could no longer feel really gruesome could be entirely impossible the the peanut gallery is definitely drawn in by the the picture that you have painted here like mr stone is like scandalized and also fascinated at the same time. Um, their trust is like, again, looking on with her unreadable expression. And Aravetti, Aravetti looks at you, uh, does not show much emotion on his face and goes, oh yes, the desperation that took place here was in its own way exceptional. And I will say for my part, Though I am but a mere occhiovista, I do not believe that consorting with lumens is on its own a heretical act. Uh, The church could not deny the simple fact of the existence of other lumens. However, I am happy to report that the procedures that we are allowed to perform here thanks to the blessing of mistrust and our agreement with the syndicate, is much gentler indeed. They merely need to bathe their flesh within our baths, and should they be able to keep that up regularly, it can stave off and slow the progression of the scarlet. How did you convince the locals? (sighs) A local practice such as this, and you being interlopers it seems uh, unusual that you would find so much agreement amongst the populace my my you do have little interaction with the slain church there are very few ports left on sphere where our church would be considered interlopers and to answer your question why 
all people need to observe the power of the sovereign is sights and wonders, and that I have been able to perform. People merely need to see with their eyes their fellows after bathing in the waters that the church has prepared to know that we offer a gentler and safer path towards life. My, my, so noble. Now, Thomas, you mustn't scare people with the tales heard in the skies and in dark corridors. No, no, your man Thomas here is. Again, he is asking good questions. I believe it is important to be curious, to educate oneself. That is part of the path of the sovereign to be one of his favored children, to chase the exceptional. One must be curious. There are many things that I desire to know, and the path that I walk pushes me towards knowing those things. Or at least, that is what I hope within my service to the slain throne. Curious about the exceptional. Such words of wisdom. Ah, actually, uh, to uh, wind things back just a little bit, we were talking about uh, some of the gatherings that are going to be going on that I am deftly avoiding for the time being. But Miss Truss, are you going to be attending? I'm afraid I do not know what you mean. Oh, goodness. Uh, There is, uh, so I hear, uh, a bit of a ball going on down the line. Uh, Not for me. It's not really oh, something yes, that I Oh, yes, of course, you mean later this year. The, uh, we need to name this event. We need to name mm. this event. Sure. How subtle are they about it? Is it something that's kind of like swathed in corporate terminology? Is it a... I mean, this uh, is a thing that they, like, whenever this happens, they have to... There's a lot surrounding it right because Mm. they're pulling captains and admirals out of the field and like a lot of things have to be rearranged so Mm -hmm. this isn't a secretive thing this is a thing that like people know this happens Mm -hmm. we could just call it the retreat the retreat the corporate retreat (laughs) i was gonna say the crimson gala the crimson gala is wonderful that's great Mm. ah you mean the crimson gala yes later this year I am hoping that my efforts are recognized to the point of receiving an invitation, but one can never assume such a thing. And my other hope, then, is that my words of my deeds reach the ears of my allies so that I may expand what we do here. I believe there is a tremendous opportunity if those who are helming the ship over at the headquarters of the Red Feathers, see the advantage that we provide. Of course, of course. After all, you are providing them with their aesthetic. And what is any company but its aesthetic being recognized worldwide? Believe me when I say aesthetic is only the beginning. It is important, of course, that ships and buildings and uniforms and flags across the whole of Sphere reflect the strength that sits in the core of Aurum. But there is much more that we can offer. We, through our efforts here, are going to be able to offer security, strength, and protection. You're expanding the enterprise. No wonder you have a cardinal. Do I get a sneak preview of the business pitch? You must have been rehearsing. I want you to make a presence roll here. Yeah. For how many presents you get. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will continue. Ah, I will spend one fate and one point of presence to gain another d8 to my roll. Excellent. No, that's two That's two to add a d6, right? So I'll mm. need to spend three to upgrade it to a d8. That's fine. I will spend Correct. one fate and two presents, uh, putting me at two of eight uh, to get another d8 on the roll. I'm pretty low on presents now, but I do not have any talents that require it to be empty, so that's bad. Um, okay. We have, on these d8s, a one, a two, and a seven. 
Uh, that is an overwhelming success. <laughs> well, perhaps it is quite fortunate that the winds have blown you and your vessel my way. I have been preparing this port for some time to expand operation, both in terms of scope and diversity of what we can make here. You know our major exports are, of course, pigments, but mm -hmm. we also export an important weapon to be used against the mariner and his ravages. Uh, there are many operations that the Red Feather Syndicate uh, conducts that are slowed and impeded by the continued presence of the mariner across the waters. Mm -hmm. It is difficult to outfit all the ships in the fleet with Leviathan oils if we are constantly having to fend away attacks from drowned sailors. And although those attacks have been down as of late, one never knows when the mariner will resurge with a strengthened fleet. And that is where I believe we have opportunities. And you having a ship, which right now I've gathered is quite large, you could move some cargo for me. I do have new pigments that I would like to export, but also a concentrated form of one of my proudest achievements here. And that, of course, is the Maladiso, the poison that would hold the sea at bay. There is, there is a form of it that can be weaponized far more easily. It's only being tested right now, but if it were to receive the right advocates at Redfeather headquarters, it would be simple enough to increase our operations here, see more debtors find ways to serve their sentences, and see more of the rediscovered world free from fear of the seas. Mm. Involving the debtors in with a plan as well. Genius. You are an astounding worker. I know you are definitely the kind of person to get results. How many who right now rot away in red feather cells that still have the strength of their arms and their legs could be moving their bodies in favor of developing the rediscovered world. It is a waste. It is a shame. And one that I hope is put to an end. Hmm. There's um, a smile that doesn't reach the eyes. Too true, too true. You've got to make the best of what you've got. Now, you did say something a little previously about uh, wanting to have a bit of a tete-a-tete -tete about the, the gossip too spicy for even this table. It feels that we have much to talk about. Indeed. I, I, w I should like to take a meeting with you tomorrow to discuss business arrangements. Uh, I believe there's a great deal that we could do for one another. Quite. Indeed, indeed. I, I must say, this has been a delightful meal. Uh, for both of us, I, I answer on both of our behalves. <laughs> uh, but uh, I must uh, go and see the the young one. Uh, Tiago did have a matter to attend to, but I thought it would uh, not be something that would do uh, interrupting this delightful evening you've put forward for us. But I should speak to him. Uh, and Trust goes, of course, of course. It has been delightful dining with you all, I am sure. Uh, at this, Akio uh, Aravetti turns to Gable. Thomas, I must admit, I do admire the path that you walk now. I believe it is not far from where the Sovereign desires you to stray. Um, and he offers, like, what looks like a handshake. Gable stands, um, pulls their seat out in in a very like clumsy manner, sort of to cover that they're not shaking the hand, and like clicks their heels together and just bows and makes their way to the door. 
actually on the way out as a bit of fact checking that we didn't Mm -hmm. pursue i don't think on camera because it's not in my notes Um, as we kind of like walk along the what i think is probably quite a long table with everybody at it to make our way out uh we pass me back my wine (laughs) uh we pass by uh the man in velvet who has the pin that suggests that he's the representative of the reference desk oh yeah Uh, Ah, uh, I didn't get the opportunity to go and say hello to you when we were doing our uh, welcomings and everybody was sitting down. But uh, yes, uh, sorry, to I, I wouldn't want to go and have a private conversation when I'm up in the middle of leaving. You know how these situations are. But I just wanted to introduce myself, Julian Larbalest. Oh, goodness, it is, it is wonderful to meet you. I can see by your attire... Or at least by your 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 choice of pins that you are uh, part of the reference desk here. Uh, well, not here exactly, though. I I do t- tend to travel. I I am based uh in, in a c- the closest city to here. Uh, there is not much call for for me to operate here, though. I do uh like to touch base with Miss Truss and and Mister Aravetti and and know some of the basic comings and goings. There are always people who are tallying their numbers far off from a place like this who need accurate information. And of course, the reference desk is always happy to provide that. Oh, marvelous. So diligent. Everybody here is such a, so on top of their game. I'm among titans. Um, we may, uh, pass by if you are in the, if you are still in the space tomorrow and, uh, in a position to do a little bit of, uh, your duty. And we would love to have a speech oh. about some bits and pieces. Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. If if you have business with the reference desk, I would be happy to represent. Obviously, I only uh, carry with me the, the knowledge that is expected uh, for, for me to know. Uh, but if you have any specific requests, we can always uh, dispatch a messenger to uh, give you the, the, the rest of the information that you are looking for. Uh, of course, should you have the coin. <laughs> oh, you are a card. It does not answer that question. Uh, but it is a pleasure. Uh, and offers an elegant hand. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, palm down in a very kiss the ring kind of way. Um, uh, he takes it. He is clearly not familiar with the, uh, customs of, uh, the Azure region. He like takes it and, <laughs> shakes it uh mm-hmm. uh and you know nods and and bows a little bit what uh, wonderful to meet you as well i i look forward uh to to making time uh for us to meet fabulous fabulous oh and uh, mr stone thank you once again for introducing me to your wonderful uh invitees to be part to invite me as part of this event um Think nothing of it. I'm so glad I was able to find you and bring you here. Can you imagine if you had strolled through our little region without getting the chance to meet everyone? Indeed, indeed. Um, There is, like, one of the waitstaff who has, like, an unopened bottle of red. Um, and, uh, uh, Julian Larbalest picks up by the neck. I shall think nothing of it indeed. Uh, Wow, what a play. (laughs) Thank you for the evening. Good night, everybody. Um, yeah, you say your good nights, uh, and most people begin their good nights as well and start to, uh, leave the estate. Uh, at the moment, we are like a good distance away from the uh, the operations, and we can have a private conversation. Uh, Oromar turns to Gable. Fucking hell! Give me that. Hey, this is mine. No, no, this is no, mine. no. This is going to be something that we can give to a red feather later. We need to keep it intact. Uh, you owe me. I've said you owe me. You and Janet owe me, but you owe me even more now. So, so much. You owe me so much. <laughs> I shall owe, I, I, I owe you a, a banquet when we can find somewhere less We're never going to get a banquet. We're never going to get a banquet. We never get good things. We only get big bad knives and dinner parties full of red feathers and drunks and the church and... Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, Gable. The chicken was dry. 
with the riest smile, Oromar can muster. Very cruel, man. Very cruel. I'm. Let's go back to the ship. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll we'll return. We'll return. We need Get to a real sandwich. If nothing else, I would like to walk past, take our route so we walk past the baths on the way back. If you want to explore that, again, there is a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you you have the opportunity to get it, for sure. It's like past the bathing hour at this point, and it's probably not even open. And it's mostly like yeah, everybody's exactly. Kind of gone. It's, it's but, like uh, the, the church is mostly closed up a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, the you know priests and monks and other people who are operating the church and the baths have retreated to like their residential areas, whether they be with the church in a rectory mm-hmm. or if they are you know to go back and, and mix with the general uh, uh, debtors who live here. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, ge- ge- genuine uh, genuine emotive conversation time uh, as we stand outside the the baths. Uh, I wonder if they still steam even at this hour, if it stops when it's not being used. I I think it does still steam, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We look at the cloud of steam rising up into the night air, and Oromar says, Well, I can only assume that Aravetti is full of shit. You would know better than me. (sighs) Unfortunately, we are encountering what I believe to be a true believer. And in some ways, that's probably more dangerous. I've never met a zealot that I enjoyed. No, of course not. But still, you got him to talk and he gave us some valuable information, so I appreciate your, um, candor. I don't believe him that this has been an easy transition. I feel that something has happened in the past previous years that created a vacuum. And... The desperation was even more stark than I anticipated. The violence of what I saw when the butcher asks for too much would drive anyone to any other arms, no matter how impotent they may be. One wonders what that, um, the treatment that you don't have to pay for and what they are giving up that way, and how the people who have made that sacrifice feel about it. We saw them. I imagine it's monkship. Mm. Infinite labor for the church. Labor and coin, all earned from one location. It's truly miserable. Mm. In a different position, I would say we would dismantle it from the inside out, tear it all down, let the people work together to build something new. But I don't think we have the time or the resources to make that happen safely. <laughs> um, he, the, the laugh is in character. There is no revolution that's bloodless. That's a idle dream. I, I know that. That goes against a lot of your leanings, a lot of your desires. It's but historically proven. It's historically proven. That doesn't mean that we can't set a few dynamite wicks ablaze before we go. Hmm. Do you have a plan in mind? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But something's going to happen. It always does. Something has to happen. Uh, A good story isn't told of people just letting the world idly pass them by, not when there's this much hardship. And I'm sure your sense of judgment wouldn't let you lie idle. Very, very starkly, Gable is staring at the baths, trying to smell like what the herbs and spices are in in the concoction. Sure. Takes a big sniff. On this day, I cannot promise much, but what I will promise is one man will see his children again. Hmm. While they're still at that great age. It's a great age. It really is a great age. The captain smiles. Let's get you a sandwich, Gable.
I don't exactly know what you might say my life was before I wound up here. I didn't define myself by profession. I was a wanderer mostly, moving between communities, finding work where I could get it. But most of what I did to keep meals on the table was turning the illamant. The thing I always loved about the Lumens game is it rewarded attention. As long as you were diligent about tracking who played what and learned to play the board in front of you instead of the one you were hoping for, I found that fortune has a way of finding its way to you. But even a highly skilled player such as myself occasionally finds themselves dealt a bad hand. There is no profit without risk, and in order to take certain risks, one must borrow. I considered myself a careful man. There are only two types of folks I would ever dream of borrowing from. The first is the sort of person who has a greater affection for you than your money, which is a rare soul to find indeed, but not impossible, especially when you're one who possesses charms such as mine. The second is the type of person you'll never see in your life again. Again, not an impossible person to find, but it certainly makes moving around more difficult. And I'll admit, taking that sort of loan is a dangerous thing to involve oneself in. Which is why I was so surprised that my troubles are owed to the first type of person. To someone who I felt had a greater affection for me than they did for money. My problems start up north. There's a little red feather refueling station called Fortune's Turn. On a slow ship, it's about a week out of Aram. But a bird or a fast ship will get you there in just a few nights. Turn is a community that I endeavored to keep myself ingratiated to. Being a refueling station, there were plenty of sailors who would pass through who were sitting with idle hours, looking for something to do with their hard-won currency. The Illimat table is exactly what a sailor might be looking for. And I am, as always, extremely pleased to be one seat at that table. Now, Fortune's Turn had a few establishments that would both serve liquor and host games. Many low-class establishments where people were mostly playing for copper bits. But there was an officer's bar, The Beached Siren, a lovely little place that always served sweet ice wines. Now, to play Illimat there, they had one rule. If you weren't a Red Feather officer, you had to have a drink on your table. And there was no nursing a single drink for more than an hour. Not exactly a favorable environment for a professional gambler like myself, especially as iced wines come on the expensive side. But the potential coin to be won there was silver bits. Maybe if someone was extraordinarily careless, a few bars... The kind of money that could keep a fellow such as myself housed and fed with plenty of options for travel. But of course, if you're going to frequent this type of establishment and frequently be the center of disputes, one must take great care to see that the staff is always on your side. Now, I won't claim that I was never a cheat in my life. I'm certain there's no lumen in all of Sphere that would allow me to sit long with that claim on my tongue as even the rake has a sense of propriety from time to time. But I do swear, when I am in an establishment such as the Beached Siren, I'm always on my best behavior. It is no matter that most Redfeather officers have eyes and wits slower than home honey on an autumn day. All it takes is being caught once not to be welcomed back. And if you play your cards right, the Beached Siren can keep you going for a good long time. So I took pains to befriend the man behind the bar, a Mr. Lucius Cadwell, who used to be an Ariner himself of some repute, before meeting an unfortunate accident in the skies that took both his hand and his left leg. He decided rather than trouble himself trying to return to the air that he would take the settlement bestowed upon him by the Red Feather Syndicate and find a different line of work. And thanks to having many friends in high places, the Beached Siren was able to build itself up into being the sort of establishment frequented by those who didn't have to worry about where their next meal was coming from. It left Lucius the kind of man who was always willing to work hard, but never had to worry about the doors staying open. It doesn't take long to establish a rapport with that sort of bartender. When someone isn't scrambling to survive, they'll slow down to talk much more easily. And it was only the third night of talking to Lucius that I discovered his bachelorhood was quite confirmed. 
and for at least a handful of years I counted him as quite a dependable friend. And once our relationship was established, Lucius came to understand my patterns, which is that most of the time I'm very good for my money when it comes to ordering drinks to stay in the game. But not always. Sometimes I need a little bit of ledge, a little bit of an extension to make my final moves. A rough hand or two can make you stumble before you reach the mountain top, you see. Lucius would always make a note if I needed to be forwarded a drink, but at the end of each evening I was always sure to tip handsomely. And it was an arrangement that worked for all parties involved for quite some time. That is, until about two years ago now. It was a fine summer night when the doors of the beach siren were darkened by a different sort of beast altogether. When you make a living by taking money from rich men, you have to be discerning and careful about who you share a table with. There are the easygoing, unworried sorts like Lucius who are willing to take losses alongside their long victories. There are those that feel entitled to victory at every turn, but are restrained by the very society that benefits them so much that they'd never dream of lifting a finger under watchful eyes. There are those who are quiet, who walk through life as though everything is within a soft cloud, who would happily spend an entire evening losing a fortune's worth of money simply because it's something to do. But there are also those who sit with a quiet intelligence behind their eyes, a spark of wit that a lifetime of luxury has fanned into malice. They are clever enough to know when they are being challenged, and quite used to overcoming every challenge they are met with, because they are supported by advantages they neither see nor recognize. It is these folks who require the most careful discernment. You see, they don't recognize winning and losing in the same way that other people do. Every victory you receive over a man like that, they consider an allowance given to you either by themselves or the lumens. That all your petty victories are nothing but borrowed, and eventually fate will blow winds to allow them to collect. I'm forced to admit that I'm a man of many vices, and a great deal of those vices are indulgence-based, but I also succumb to temptations that are purely intellectual. I search for victories that will not just line my pocket, but memories that will keep me warm on deeply cold nights. And the face of such a man who is used to not only being supported by his great wealth and privilege, but also a spark of genuine wit, well, remembering what they look like when they understand that they have truly lost something, that is a sweet memory. He was in town for a few nights, leading a large complement of Red Feather soldiers. Clearly he had received the best education that the Red Feather Academy was capable of producing. Everyone in uniform was excited to fawn over him and his many successes. And I did recognize the name. Youngblood. The sort of name that would appear on many crated seals passed around the continent. The sort of name that carried a great deal of coin behind it. It piqued my curiosity, and I engineered my way into a game with him. I easily won that night and walked away with two silver bits. But I could see that spark behind his eyes. There was emotion there, perhaps anger, perhaps frustration, but there was something deeper as well, what I thought I had identified as a hungry curiosity. When I was collecting my winnings, he mentioned that he would be in town for a bit longer and that he would like to see me at his table again. At that moment, I had to make an evaluation. Playing against a man like that who believes that he has just loaned you your victory and that you indeed owe him your defeat, you have to decide. Is this someone who has enough affection for you that they care for your company more than your money? Or is this the type of man that you are likely never to see again? I did what I thought was reasonable research. We are too close to Aurum for there to be much military action. There are very few piratical vessels that fly around these skies. 
And Fortune's twist is a bit too small to be service in most military vessels, as they tend to carry more crew than most. I had my suspicions that it would be all right to defeat this man night after night at the Illimat table, simply because he had quite a bit of money and we were not likely to see each other again. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No King system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Tyler is on strike alongside his fellow members of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. You can support Tyler and other striking artists by contributing to the Entertainment Community Fund, linked in our show notes. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Pair. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at PhantomArtsENT, or streaming at twitch.tv slash theneoncaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Ali Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become, or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Lunarum. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky